Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Please open your Bibles to the book of Acts, starting in chapter 16 at verse 6. Sixteen, starting in verse six. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Messiah, they tried to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit did not permit them. And so passing by Messia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Would you bow your heads with us, please? Our gracious Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have together today to come and and to worship you and to open your word together and to know that it is so precious in your sight. Father, I just ask that you would touch each heart that's here, that your spirit would come amongst us and open our hearts And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. We pray this in your most precious name. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave those Bibles, leave those Bibles open. You know, there's a lot of things about, about ministry that, that I find to be very exciting. Um, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, it's, it's exciting um, to watch to watch people get excited. Um, it's it's exciting when when you can see someone's faith grow. I I think that that is probably one of the most exciting things to see people who who someone who who whose faith is is maybe there was no faith at all to start with, or maybe it was shallow to begin with. But then to grow and, and to blossom and, and to, for a, a faith to grow, to grow strong. Folks, that is, that is such an exciting thing to see as, as a pastor, as you get to know your, your congregants, as you get to know people and, 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 and to watch, to watch them, to watch them grow. Um, it's also exciting, um, to not know what the next day brings. That is something. Um, because as long as I have been in ministry, I have never, I've never had the Lord come down to me and say, Hey, what do you think? 
He doesn't seem to work that way. And, and you know, I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't. I haven't got a clue. I mean, I know we got some vote going on and we, you know, and I know the way that I want that to go, but, but really, I have no idea. And so I don't know what tomorrow brings. I'm glad we sang that, that song. Um, standing, you know, that, that solid rock is, is Jesus Christ. Because that, that is the foundation. That's where I stand. On the foundation of Jesus Christ. And I think about it. When, when I went into ministry, um, you know, we sold everything. I knew I was going to get moved. Um, we, we, was it a chance to go into ministry? Absolutely it was. Um, because we were going to get rid of everything. We were going to move. We were going to do temporary, uh, temporarily living in, in Zephyr Hills. We, we bought a place there, just uh, a, a single wide there. We know, well, we're going to get moved. It's easier to get rid of this than it is to get rid of a house. So let's get rid of the house. Let's move into the trailer. And because you just never know what God is going to do. You never know where you're going to be. And, and, you know, as, as, and so when I think about that, am I going to sit back and worry about how this vote goes? I'm not. I have. I have. But I'm not. And I'll tell you why I'm not. Because if I could go into ministry and God could take care of Shirley and I, I can go through today. I can go through this. And, and whatever happens, He's going to take care of us. He will. And I'm sure of that. I am sure of that. Because I'm on his foundation. And so that's a good thing. It's a good place to be. It's where Paul was. Paul was on that, that foundation. Where was God going to lead him the next day? Where was he going to lead him? And it sounded like Paul was a little unsure where God wanted him to go. And, I, and I'll tell you, as I explain the trip that Paul was taking here, it would be real nice if we had projectors, you know, up, up here, so I could show you this mission trip of Paul. Because this guy was on a long journey. And this guy, as he was taking that journey, had no idea where he was going or where God was sending him. He had a general idea. But nothing, nothing solid. Nothing solid about where he was going to go. If you look at, at, at from Paul's point of view, Paul wasn't, wasn't jumping into a car and going on a trip. Paul was walking. This was a, a tremendous trip. And what is Paul called to do? He's called to preach the gospel. What is any pastor called to do preach the gospel that's what we're called to do that is what he was called to do he had left lystra and he had gone through phrygia and galatia and gone through all of these areas um, to the south was asia a heavily populated area and as he goes along the way the spirit is saying no not here bud this is not where you preach it paul he goes through sardis to the south was, was Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea, the center of Greek culture, commercial areas, heathens everywhere. Awesome! 
Man, there was, there was more sin in that area than he could shake a stick at. And the Spirit said, nope, not here. Not here. Keep it going, Paul. Keep going. And, and all it, it doesn't really say very clearly at that point, whether it was in a dream, whether it was a vision, or whatever, but the Spirit was coming before Paul and he was saying, not here. Keep going. Keep going. And so they kept going. Forbid them to, to preach in Asia. And then that vision comes. That vision comes. And, and moving past, uh, Messia, uh, Messia. I wish they'd name these things a little easier, but they don't. And they get down near, near, um, um, uh, the Aegean Sea and, and Paul figures he's gonna go up to Bithynia. And then another vision. Not there. We don't, we don't go there. And he stopped by the Holy Spirit again. And then we look at what the Spirit is leading Paul to go. Where they're leading him to go. Because he can't go south. He can't go north. He's already come from the east. It only leaves the west. That's all that, that is left. Go west, young man. Go west. If you're ever watching the, the old westerns. But um, go west, young man. And, and traveling west... They stop at Troas. And they can't go any farther west except by boat because the Aegean Sea is right there. And this is when Paul receives that final vision. And that vision comes in verse 9 in what I'd read before where it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. The Spirit was leading him from from Troas, get a boat, go across the Aegean Sea, and come to Macedonia. Paul has walked a long distance. This has been a tremendous distance with no real plan. He has been, I don't want to say he's lost, but he's unsure about what the next day brings. All he knows is that he's been led in this direction. He's going in this direction. But but he has he doesn't know where he's actually going to. Can you imagine speaking to Paul and asking asking Paul where are you heading? And the apostle Paul would have said, I, I don't really know. I'm not sure where where I'm going. But God had God's plan has now been revealed to Paul. And he's going to Macedonia. He's going to cross the Aegean Sea, which is not an easy feat in itself. Look in your Bibles to verse 11. Chapter 16, verse 11. And therefore, sailing from Troas, we came, or we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, when we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatara, who worshipped God. 
the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she had heard, or when she, when she, well, excuse me, and when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And so she persuaded us. You know, on the Sabbath day, they met Lydia. And, and in the words that, that Paul spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke to Lydia, and they, and they baptized Lydia. And now you gotta ask yourself, do you mean that God had Paul, uh, bypass all these heavily populated areas, um, to talk to a few women and to baptize Lydia? Does that make sense? It doesn't sound like it's something that's very productive to bypass all the sinners in Asia, to bypass all the people along the way, to not preach the gospel there, but yet to go across the Aegean Sea, to go to Macedonia, to talk with a few women on, on the Sabbath day who were praying, and then to baptize them. You see, that, that was God's plan. That was, that was his plan. But it included more than, than just Lydia. Do you think most would have gone to Asia or Bithynia anyway? Do you think most would have said, it makes no sense to go to Macedonia? Why would I go to Macedonia? Look at the need. Look at the people who are here. This is where we need to be. I don't care what the Spirit says. I don't care what He's asking us to do. Look at the need that's here. Pay no attention to that Spirit because I know what's best. But that's not something that Paul did. Why didn't he do that? Why, why didn't Paul take it, take it into his own hands and do what, what he felt would have been the right thing to do? Why, why do you think that, that, that pastors do this type of thing? Why do we feel that that maybe it's not what makes sense to you, but it makes sense to us? Maybe because it's not us. Maybe it's because it's God's will. Maybe that's what it is. This goes deeper than, than here. This goes deeper than that. And Paul had gone deeper. Paul didn't let himself get in the way. You see, folks, God was putting a calling on Paul on where to go. And Paul wasn't going to let Paul get in the way of the message that had to be delivered and to the people that the message needed to have delivered to them. Paul had walked over 300 miles. This is not a trip in the park. This is not just a walk. Think about it. Where would 300 miles land you from here? State of almost the state the length of Florida, three hundred miles that Paul had walked, and God didn't tell him where he was headed. That total trip to Macedonia, as a, at a straight line, was over four hundred and fifty miles that Paul walked and and floated on a boat to get where God was telling him to go, and most of that way Paul didn't know because. Paul was being obedient. 
He knew that God would lead him in his time. In God's time. Not his time. Not Paul's time. It was going to be in God's time. Kind of sounds like Paul was tuned into God. Paul was tuned into God. He was. Paul was tuned in. But do you know or do you want to know how? I mean, this is, this is a question that we ask ourselves. How does someone like Paul get, how does he become so tuned in to what God wants in, in his life? Flip over in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 3. Oh boy, let's try this again. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Matthew 5, verse 3. I'll wait for the pages to stop off. Okay. Where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Simple. Short verse. Jesus is explaining how he wants us to be. Jesus is is giving those in the Beatitudes, those that were listening to him, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This isn't really a requirement for salvation, folks. It's not. We're talking something about a relationship here. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means you're not number one in your eyes. That's what it means. You are not number one in your eyes. God is. You cannot be tied in, tuned in with God and leave yourself as number one. It can't happen. It won't happen. It means that you're humbled before your God. It means that you come before Him and you've cast yourself aside, and you come before him on your knees, and you humble yourself before him. Poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. And it means that you don't know what's best. You don't know. You don't. It means that when you make decisions, you go to the Lord. Does that mean every time I wake up in the morning and I want to know what socks to put on that I have to go to the Lord to find out what socks to wear? Come on. But I'll tell you what we do. We make decisions all our lives. That's what we do. And when they don't work out, we come back and ask God to save us. Lord, rescue me from this, of what I've done. Folks, What poor in spirit is, is casting yourself away and going to the Lord, humbling yourself before Him and going to Him in prayer, praying praying to Him ceaselessly, ceaselessly, tough word, 
It doesn't mean that you walk around with your eyes closed. It means a relationship that goes on day by day by day and actually goes on hour by hour by hour. Do you remember the scripture that says, I need thee every hour? Folks, we do. We need him every hour. Folks, to be poor in spirit. Oh, folks. You see, the main reason that Paul was so tuned into God was that he was poor in spirit. That it wasn't him that was taking charge. It, it was him who was reaching out to the Lord who was in a communication with the Lord. It was him who had the relationship with the Lord. And the Lord led him. Even when Paul couldn't see where the next place was that he was going, he trusted the Lord. You see, he was standing on the rock, folks. He was standing on on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, which made that next step maybe a long one, but not a difficult one, because he trusted in him. He trusted him. Understand that. The main reason that people never feel that closeness to God is because they never moved aside and allowed God to have room in their lives. That's the truth. When we come and we don't feel that closeness, when we sit back and say, I wish, I wish, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have what somebody else has. I wish I could have that closeness to God. You can. Get out of the way. Allow God to be God in your life rather than just a name that we talk about on Sunday. Let God open that relationship to you. Have you ever desired God to come close to you in your life? Have you ever had that that urging when you say, I, I just, I, I want him to be close. I want him to be close. If you've never had that, I feel sorry for you. I do. Because that's no place to be. It's nowhere to be. But if you have, if you've had that desire to be close, if you've had that desire to have Christ that companion to walk with you in your life. I saw a good one yesterday. It said, if God is your co-pilot, change seats. That's what it's talking about. He should not be your co-pilot. He should be your pilot. He should be the one that leads. And the only way, and what I'm speaking of, is the difference between being the co-pilot and the pilot. You let him be the pilot in your life. You let him be there. You step aside and give it to him. Folks, he won't lead you wrong. He won't. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for being our God. For never expecting us to walk through this life alone, to be there even when we don't deserve that. Folks, I I pray 
for each person that's here that, that we will understand that it's not really about us, that it's about you. That we need trust in, in our lives, and that trust is not in our abilities, but in yours. To be able to stand aside and allow you to allow God to be God in our lives. Father, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for loving each and every one of us. And I pray this in your most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.